1: Uh, Glenn Mason has joined us. Glenn, we'll do anything except talk about the gopher game last night. I don't know if you heard me tee up. uh, we got Eric Eskal on the line here as well. You and I talked earlier and we'll talk about multiple things, but I think the trick you played on Sid, who interrupted probably 50% or more of the starts of your news conferences by walking in and putting that gigantic tape recorder down. But there was one time you were ready for him and all of the, all the
0: reporters were in on it. Do you want to tell that story? Well, sure, David, you know, uh, before I forget, though, um, I, I was traveling yesterday, and I probably listened to more college football on the radio than I ever had in my life. Um, multiple stations, multiple games, and I, I got to give a shout out to Mike Grimm and Daryl Thompson. I'm going to tell you something; they do a fantastic job. They're such a cut above the most everybody else that I listen to. I, I was I was really impressed. But um, so I hope you get that uh, you know word to them. But. Uh, as you mentioned, my weekly press conference, uh, as you said, 50% of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, I would start in, and as you well remember, I was always very punctual, and oh, about five minutes into it, Sid would you know walk right in in front of everybody, and I would stop and just look at him, and uh, he was uh, oblivious to what I was doing. So one day I set it up, and I say, fellas, here's what you got to do. When Sid walks in, I'm going to continue – talking without saying anything, I'm just going to move my lips, and, and uh, with nothing coming out, like I'm talking about the press conference, and then, you know, somebody raised their hand, and I'll point to you, and you do the same thing, and and uh, so it went on for a couple minutes, and as you remember, Sid looking at me, looking at them, looking at me, look at them, and then he finally said, the hell with you guys, and we only <laughs> had a good laugh of it, but uh, he was a good sport about it.
1: You know, he was, he was checking. As I remember, he was in the early stages of his relationship with Starkey. And he'd gotten these, these new hearing aids. you could hear everything. And he's pulling them out and adjusting them. And And I've never seen reporters be so cooperative in my life. Everyone was nodding. And, and everyone was totally in on it. And he he was a good sport. I think within a couple of years, he forgave him.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing about it, uh, we pulled it off pretty good without even, you know, rehearsing it. You know, Dave, the other... Uh, story I was telling the other day it was about when uh, Sid was going to give a speech for Dick Ames uh, out in Green Island. And uh, he sent my son, Pat, who worked for Dick, to pick uh, Sid up. And so you know, Pat picked him up, and uh, they're driving down, and uh, Sid had never met Pat before. And uh, Pat's driving, and he keeps looking at Pat and back and forth, and he finally says, What did you say your name is? And he says, uh, Pat Mason. And Sid said, uh, "Well, anybody ever tell you you look like the, the coach of the Gophers, uh, Glen Mason?" And, and Pat says, "Well, well, that's my dad." And, and of course, Sid says, "Well, why didn't you tell me that, you know?" And but uh, Pat called me and says, "Dad, you forgot the best part of the story." I said, "What was that?" He said, "Well, down at Green Island, um, first of all, uh, Sid got up. He was the first guy through the buffet dinner, and then when he got done speaking, he proceeded to walk out the door." Leave right away, and uh, someone said, "Sit, where are you going?" And he stopped and he said, uh, "Have you have you met Pat Mason, Coach Mason's son? He's got a date with a big blonde tonight, and I got to get him back because we're late." So <laughs> <laughs> he blamed Pat for that one. Hey, Glenn, uh, just
1: uh, briefly, uh, Big Ten yesterday results. Uh, you know, you you've been talking about the Indiana for a couple of years as a team you ought to keep your eye on. Uh, they certainly came through big. Your thoughts on uh, on all of the games?
0: Well, uh, well first of all you know indiana i, I talked on the big Ten network uh Saturday morning and I said you know watch out for that one right you know Penn State's history against indiana i think it's like 22 and one and the only time indiana ever won uh, i was having to call, <clears throat> call the game down in bloomington in 2013 and they beat bill o'Brien's penn Staters by about you know 20 points but in those games so many of the games have been so close in the Penn state, you know, typically doesn't play very well in Bloomington. So, um, you know, I was listening to the game, driving it. And, uh, after they got the turnover, I'm talking about Penn state and, and, uh, took it in the end zone. Even the announcer said, "Jesus, uh, they probably should have just, uh, taken a knee. They shouldn't have scored. Uh, I thought the game was over and I switched the channel and then I heard the recap, the game was still going on. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy for Indiana and Tom Allen, that coach. I tell you, that guy is a ball coach uh, and has done a fantastic job. They won eight games last year. they got a lot of players coming back. They won eight games and, you know, really lost a couple games at, at the wire, and they're off to a banner start.
1: No doubt about it. We're going to talk to Mark Allen in just a minute, but quickly, your thoughts on the for Michigan game.
0: Well, I, again, uh, I, from, from – a picture in my mind because of Mike uh, Graham and I, I think it was kind of a wild one. It started off great with the, you know, the block punt, and then, uh, you know, really surprised that uh, uh, the Gopher defense gave up that, you know, long run to Charbonneau, you know, right away to, you know, kind of take the wind out of the sails. But I know a lot of people will be questioning uh, some of the calls that uh, uh, P.J. Fleck, uh, you know, made the fake punt, you know, whatever it may be. But I, I can tell you something. I can empathize, you know, with with the coach. Uh, he didn't have his punter. Um, you're down there. You're trying to make decisions that you think are in the best interest to win the game, not keep it close, you know, but to win the game. And you go for a fake punt. I heard him say, you know, if it works, it's a great call. If it doesn't work, it's a, it's a lousy call. Um, you know, sometimes you're on the right end of that, and sometimes you're not. I, I remember uh, – uh, You'll remember this, Dave. I started the Penn State game with an onside kick. Mm -hmm. And uh, and in fact, I did it two years in a row. Uh, And I did that because I thought it was a a calculated uh, risk, and I had to steal a possession. Uh, I I thought Penn State in both those occasions were superior teams. Uh, I know at that point in the game, that's what P.J. Fleck thought. Um, But it was a rough night for the Gophers, uh, and they just couldn't seem to get a break. A couple times the ball was, you know, rolling around and they could have got it, and, and I'm a big fan of Tanner Morgan, and, and he didn't have a, a, an outstanding uh, uh, a game by any stretch of the imagination. So it's game one. you got to move
1: on. Glenn Mason, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank you for all the times you joined us. You know, we didn't have a chance for a lot of feedback, but when you would come on as a representative of the, of the Big Ten Network and, and before that as a coach, but especially in those last few years, your insight into the Big Ten, my screen would light up. I had the text message screen in front of me, and people would say, uh, let's just love Mason. Can you get him on every week? And we, we normally were able to do that. I don't know if I've ever had the chance to thank you, but it was it was much appreciated.
0: Well, uh, you, you, Dave, you've, you've been very gracious to thank me a lot of times. And I used to tell both you and, and Sid, I, I'd do anything for you guys, and Sid's gone. But I can tell you something, Dave Moan is a friend. I'll do anything for him.
1: Glenn, thank you so much for that.